And good morning. Welcome to yet another edition of the Northland Sports Page. It's Brian Prudhomme. It is Dave Cook. Dave Cook is looking much different today, but radio is not a visual medium. We'll have more on that later. But we're going to dive right in. It's the winter sports season, so that got here with a blast. We're going to have a blast right away today. We have no blast, Dave Cook, without our great sponsors. Absolutely, Brian. But let's start with Comfort Systems real fast because Comfort Systems, uh, we talk about getting involved and why if you're up here you should have Comfort Systems as part of your uh, solutions to day in day no problems. No doubt. Well, they took care of us. I told you last week that we had this crazy sound going on in our furnace, and we called kind of an emergency call. Well, they finished it up on Thursday morning, Brian, and they came in. Uh, you know, I was there obviously for reasons we'll talk about in a little bit. But you know, Dana was gone, the dog was in the back, but we trusted them enough to come in while nobody was there. Plus, they knew you. Show well, listeners, there's, there's that that is that that Dave there's, Cook? Yeah, right. You are, are infamous. You, the other guy? you are infamous. Right. And and they came in, you know, no muss, no fuss. They took care of it. They they left. It was fantastic. It's been it's been great ever since. So comfort system, hat tip, and uh, if you're listening to us, you know, if you're not involved with comfort systems, you gotta jump in. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Regan from Christensen Group Insurance, Arola Architecture Studio, the original, Hoops Brewing. OAR Holdings, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, Avenue 45, The Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, and the Blackwoods Group. Brian, last week we talked about the gift card thing. Right. Dane and I went to Tavern this week. Did you take advantage? The, the pre-surgery dinner, we had. We took advantage. Yeah, we bought a couple hundred dollars worth and... And got a, and you kept the yeah, bonus cards for absolutely. yourself. Dave Cook's resourceful shopping, and, and you can check them out. Go on, go to London Road, go to the Proctor location, Two Harbors, the Blackwater, right downtown here, and Tavern on the Hill. So we are so grateful for those great sponsors. They helped us kick off this show some six years ago, believe it or not. And we are going to kick off the show with a guest. We don't normally do that, but for this guy, we make exceptions because it's an honor to have him every time we do. Chad Greenway, former Viking, is with us. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? Doing very well. Doing very well. Now, the funny part, you and I were just joking before the show kicked off, is former Viking Chad Greenway. We are going to talk Vikings football because we should. But the bulk of your and my conversation prior to the show today had nothing to do with the NFL. It's all about prep sports because Mr. Prep Sports' dad has already been busy this morning. Yeah, oh yeah. We're uh, we're, at high, we're at soccer fields right now, and then uh, high school basketball tonight about 7 o'clock uh, over in Hopkins at a big showcase uh, breakdown event. So looking for, for a fun day of uh, of the kids getting after it and enjoying their Saturday. And, and then, uh, you know, obviously week off of football for the Vikes, which is crazy, but also it's a great college football day, as was last night. So fun, to, fun, fun sports time right now. I was going to say, you segued beautifully. In Minnesota, we don't talk much about Iowa unless we have to, but... Again, former Viking Chad Greenway, we have to talk about Iowa because it's former Hawkeye Chad Greenway. Is there a shot here for your team? Because the running joke this week has kind of been, it'll be a game until Michigan scores twice and then it's over because Michigan's that good and Iowa's offense just hasn't been. What are you expecting, if anything, from Iowa? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to try to get yourself to halftime, be in the game in competitive. I'm not sure we can get that done. Um, clearly, it's going to depend on if we can. The thing about Michigan is, is they kind of their mentality is they're so physical, they run the ball so well, and defensively they're really good. So when you have a, a really bad offense against a really good defense, that doesn't that's not going to work out well in our favor. I have a feeling. Um, but the, the whole deal is, can you get the game to halftime and slow it down? And if you can do that, um, you know, give yourself a chance to take a couple shots, see if an athlete can make a play, and. And see what happens. So um, you know, you just never know. That's why you play the game. 
Absolutely. So you talked about how you're going to be spending your incredibly busy Saturday. You talked about the week off for the Vikes. Think back to your playing days. How is the bye week spent? Is it, you know, they've got two bad losses, the taste of those in their mouths. Is it still looking at film or is it completely getting away from the game and having a life? How do most players spend that bye week or is it an option, different players, different ways? Yeah, they do it a little differently. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like they get they get three, four, five days away from the team, from the club, and they get away. And then when they get back, they you do a lot of self evaluation. So you're looking at your own tape, your your first games that you played, and see what you can improve and get better at. And um and then so the coaches are doing that. And then when the players get back, you spend time correcting those errors that you may have had. And I think that's that's what they'll be spending time when they get back. But you do need some time time away, get healthy, get right, and uh, and then you go from there. Hey, Chad, thanks again for being on with us today. I have a quick question, though. Coming off a break and the way the Vikings have been rotating through quarterbacks, as a defensive, as a, you know, as a, as a linebacker, as somebody who's trying to get reads on the other team, how in the world does a, does a defense get a read on a team that's going on their third quarterback in just a couple of weeks? Is there any tells? Is there anything that you, that you look for? I mean, if you're coming against the Vikes, you really don't know who's going to be quarterback yet. Well, obviously you're gonna you're gonna look at what's right in front of you, which is which is obviously Dobbs, and see what he's been doing. And I think you know with the way he played last week, you know obviously the turnovers that continues, you're gonna have to prepare yourself for Jalen Hall as well. And because um, clearly he when he was you know when he was in for that short amount of time in Atlanta, he played well um, and well enough to at least get a second shot if things don't go well with Dobbs. So um, you kind of you kind of prepare for both. I think you prepare because they're they're kind of the same type of player. Um, you know, with, with uh, Jalen Hall's inexperience, I mean, you can definitely lean on. You're going to probably see more pressure and see more aggressive defensive calls just to make him make plays. And I think you can start to see the more more of that with Dobbs as well because you know he struggled so much last week. So right. you know, it depends on how how things play out. But I think you got to prepare for both, and and you're not going to you're not going to wholesale change your scheme or system, um, but you're definitely going to add some wrinkles to it. So let me put you just right on the spot, for lack of a better phrase, because head coach Chad Greenway, let's just put you in that position. You're going with who at quarterback right now? Because Jaron Hall, you're right. He had two series of his NFL career, and one didn't go so well, and one did. And then, of course, the concussion, and that was all we saw. Josh Dobbs, everything was wonderful for a couple of weeks. The last couple, I think we've learned why he's been a journeyman. Nick Mullins has NFL experience, not as a Minnesota Viking in regular season play. Where would you go right now, given those three things? Oh, baby, that's a tough one. I think you got to stay with Dobbs. I get paid for the good ones, right? Yeah, that's right. I think you got to stay with Dobbs right now because I think he gives you the best chance to win based off the experience. Um, uh, but I do think that you go you go back to Jaron Hall as fast as you can if things don't go well because I think you go with um, given you are in a chance right now to you know make a playoff push. You're in that situation. You're in the wild card right now. But I do think you need to go the the person that gives you the best chance to win. And clearly, I think that's probably you know Jaron Hall next if if it's not Dobbs. You know, obviously Mullins hasn't. I know he was on the IR and coming back before when um, Kirk went down, but um, that's where I would go. I would go Dobbs, Jaron Hall in that order. I think that's pretty well said. How much of that is on KOC? Because there's been talk of, you know, Josh Dobbs succeeded because KOC put him in positions to succeed. And then the two weeks that he hasn't, did we ask him to be Kirk Cousins too much? Does Josh Dobbs get stuck with by KOC, but does KOC have to adjust to him a little bit more? Hard question to answer. Honestly, I think what you is you you have a situation where what I liked about the first couple of weeks of Dobbs was it looked like KOC because he had such a short window of time to prepare. It looked like he just kept things really simple in the game plan. Lazy reads, um, quick reads where you could make one decision here or there, simple route concepts, 
Um, and, and then again, but then defenses learn and defenses adjust. And I think that's what you saw last week was just more pressure, uh, putting him in tougher situations, tougher decision-making situations. Right. And that's hard to do, especially when you're coming in late and you have, you have less, just less window of time with these receivers and your decision-making skills. And listen, I, you know, when he was doing really well and we won back-to-back games, you can never get too high and never get too low in this league because the league is so good. And guys are going to figure you out. So just because you do go have kind of a stinker of a game against the Bears, and right. it looks like we can't do anything. It looks like the Hawkeye offense all of a sudden. It's like you also can't get two down, just like you can't get too high when you win a couple. you got to find the middle of the road, and they're going to have a week to prepare and come back. And, and I expect a, a much better offense coming back off the break. I think that's what we all hope for. Certainly you said two words that I liked a lot because it applies to the Vikings on both sides of the ball. Hawkeye offense? Not that. Okay. Not that at all. Brian Ferentz <laughs> taking shots here from Chad Greenway, but nothing wrong with that. But, Chad, you did say defenses learn. And I want to flip that to the Vikings defense because the learning curve that they've had – They've gone from an issue to a big-time strength. What have you observed systematically or at least learning curve-wise that has made this defense so much better recently? Well, I think they just there's been better in tougher areas with the red zone. They've been better on third down. The pressures have gotten home. I think you, then you look at that Chicago game, I thought there's a couple instances where um, he should have been he should have been more aggressive and wasn't. So it just comes down to that that on-play decision-making, that, that, that point where um, – that point where you have to make a decision based off of what you feel in the game. And sometimes you get that wrong and you realize that you're playing in a professional league where you have other coaches and players that get paid to play too. Even the Chicago who's been playing by the way, good football and you know, everybody can call me crazy, but you can lose any game in the league and you can win any game in the league. I truly believe that. Um, and I think you saw that last week. Um, so I think defensively, I like schematically where we're going. Defense is, is learned. They like to play for Flores. They respect him and, and they trust him. Obviously, he, he calls their number a lot and is aggressive, right. which means he trusts his coverage. And I think you have to just lean into that. And, and listen, like we don't know exactly who we are as a football team. I still believe that. I mean, we've been up and we've, we've been down. Now we've been up. And now we're kind of back to the middle of the road. It's like now we get to dictate how this season ends. So – the bye week couldn't have come, in my opinion, at a better time. I mean, you took a tough loss. A loss is going to make you think about exactly where, where that next meal is coming from and, right. and, and get concerned about how we're going to move forward. And now you have to hit the, hit the gas running coming back off the break, and you have some massive games coming up where you got to win and get back and kind of just stabilize yourself in that wild card spot because, you know, look behind you and Packers are right there. Yeah, he had to go there because right. Dave Zinnigan had a field day right in front of us, selling all the hope to all the Packer fans. But, yes, this is very much a middling team, Dave Cook. Yeah, and, you know, Brian, we've been talking about this over the past couple of weeks, and I'm really interested to get Chad's point of view. So Brian Flores has really done a nice thing with the, with the Vikings defense. And, you know, everything we're hearing up here is that the Wilfs are willing to do whatever they got to do to keep him. Chad, is is there any chance that if, I mean, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of bad NFL head coaching jobs coming up. The Raiders are coming up. The probably Washington. Um, if you're Flores, is there any amount of money or is there any thought process that would keep you as a Minnesota Viking defensive coordinator rather than a head coach in the NFL? You know, I think sometimes you know that that jump to the head coach. The reason you do that as a as a professional, um, and I, I know this from firsthand. I'm talking to from guys that have done this is even if it's a, if it's a bad job, you do it because it makes you so financially solvent moving forward for the rest of your life that you have to take it. It's like taking that one, that it's like winning the lottery, right? You're going to go sign a, a four or five year deal. 
you know, 20 to $30 million, like real money that isn't going to go away. Right. right. And it's going to be guaranteed to you either in, in, uh, because you earn it or because you get a buyout eventually if you can't win after three or four years. So you have to go make that decision and go do it. Now I argue that there's a lot of really good coordinators. You know, we could talk about even ones that we've had, like, you know, Leslie Frazier, Mike Zimmer, like that haven't worked. You know, I think, I think Zimmer can make an argument for being a pretty dang good head football coach, made a lot of great decisions, did a lot of good things, but he also couldn't get out of his own way of being a really good coordinator. And sometimes that holds you back from being a really good head coach because you want to be a coordinator at your heart. That's how you got there. So it's a hard decision to make is, as far as a guy like Flores is, yeah, he's he's absolutely head coach material. There's no question about that. But he's also a very good coordinator. And, um, you know, I think you've got to go, you know, a guy like him who's been there before and been a head coach, you would like to think that he wants to stabilize himself as a coordinator and then wait for that really good job that's going to come and, and the right job. So, obviously, for all of us, we hope that we keep him here so we can get this system another year in. Um, get, the, get the players around his system to be better, even better next year. Um, but I got to believe if there's a good job that comes open, he's a candidate based off his history, uh, what he did in Miami. I think he'll, I think he'll take it. Unfortunately, I would agree with that. Dave mentioned the Raiders' position potentially coming up. I want to ask you about the Raiders for two different reasons. Number one, it's one of the more unpredictable opponents. It's the next one for the Vikings. But number two, Antonio Pierce is the head guy there. It's part of that linebacking fraternity. What do you think of a guy like that getting that kind of opportunity? Yeah, I love it. You know, and here's what I think is good about it. Is you have a guy who's been there and done that. He kind of fits the mold with the Raiders MO and he's also played for them. I mean, he's a guy who's kind of he kind of it kind of runs deep for him. And I think the thing about a guy like Antonio Pierce is is he's going to come in and he's not going to tell these guys all the things that he's done. He, he's lived it and been there and done that, so they immediately respect him because when you played and you've earned that respect and played in the league and won, at he, like the, the way Antonio Pierce has won, like he's immediately going to have that respect of his guys. And I think now it's about how do I, what's my, what's my personality as a head coach now? Like am I going to be a guy who's going to try to dictate every movement the defense makes, or am I going to guy be a guy who's going to say, you know what, you're my coordinator, we're going to trust you, this is your defense, I'm going to be the head coach. And I think, a lot of times, like I said in my last statement, is a lot of times coordinators can't stop coordinating. And that holds you back from being the leader and the CEO of the team, which is what the head coach is. And I think that's a, that's a problem that goes around this league. Um, you look at a guy like Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. You know, again, the Steelers right. hire him away. He was a great coordinator. Um, but Mike Tomlin is one of the best motivators and leaders that I've ever been around. So for him to go in there with Dick LeBeau being the, the longtime defensive coordinator in, in Pittsburgh – it wasn't like, no, no, we're going to run the Tampa 2 because I'm a Tampa 2 guy. No, it's like, hey, Dick LeBeau, like, you're really good at what you do. I'm going to be the CEO of this team and the head coach and the leader, and, and it's worked. And I think that's the mentality that if he, if he can take as a former player, that he'll be a guy who could get hired moving forward um, in that position. So uh, just a different approach and a mentality that I would take if I ever got that opportunity. That's a fantastic point because Mike Tomlin – you know, he's just one of those guys where you look at that roster in Pittsburgh and you go, how in the world is that a winning football team? My answer is always those two words, Mike Tomlin. He just doesn't have losing as part of his vocabulary. You talked about problems around the league. Chad, we know that injuries are part of the game. It doesn't matter what game. It doesn't matter what sport. It doesn't matter what level. But when you look at the NFL this season, the amount of high-profile injuries is alarming to me. I mean, you look at the Vikings next game, Vikings-Raiders. Not sure if that would have been a marquee matchup anyway. But nobody going into the season said, hey, you know, look for December 10th because you're going to get Aiden O'Connell versus potentially Josh Dobbs. Are you shocked by the number of high-profile injuries that were sustaining any particular reason behind it? 
Well, I, I think, you know, all these measures and to protect the quarterbacks, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of them and, you know, guys are penalized and fined and, but it just goes to show you it doesn't matter sometimes because Kirk Cousins' injury had nothing to do with the physicality of the league. It just right. happens, right? There's a lot of injuries that are like that. Um, and you can you can bring all these rules in. Now you can't do the hip drop tackle. It's like this game has changed so much to try to protect it for safety, which is great. Um, that's what you want. You want guys to be healthy. You want guys to play. But all of a sudden when it's, become, it's going to become dictated by the referees and their decision-making process towards some of these situations – you know, and 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 I will throw this one out there real quick as a zinger to the refs is, you know, let's just let's just agree that a guy like Patrick Mahomes and a guy like Josh Dobbs are not getting refereed the same way. It's like a different league for these high level quarterbacks yes. who are healthy because our guy in Denver was not protected on a play that really mattered and drive that really mattered and three points that really mattered. So, you know, that drives me crazy. Um but you know, at the end of the day, like that's what you know. Attrition is what makes this league go round. You have guys that have gotten opportunities and created long careers because of attrition, because of injury. Tom Brady's a great example of that. Adam Thielen's a great example of that. So the world goes round. Guys get opportunities, and and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And um, in Aiden O'Connell's case, like it's not looking great, but at the same time, like what's the body work going to be like over a season? Josh Dobbs' first real shot to be, you know, to earn a long-term starting position here moving forward. You know, we've got a smattering of really good and some re- and some really bad last week. So what what is he going to be at the end of the year? And if it doesn't work out, then you know, most likely that opportunity will continue to not be there, and you'll draft somebody else to come in. But right. you know, injuries are part of the game. It's a hundred percent guarantee that you will be injured in the NFL. And sometimes when it happens to your superstars and your playmakers, it really stinks. It does. It's going to be interesting, Dave, because Dave Sinekin said to close his show, Matt LaFleur has never lost a game in December. What did I say to you? I said, he's also never played one minus Aaron Rodgers. Life is going to be different this December for Matt LaFleur. 100 percent. 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, you've had 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks in, the, in Green Bay, and, and, and you've got to give them a lot of respect for how they've handled this situation because they have a nice football team, a football team that can absolutely cause them – you know, causing problems moving forward here, you know, at the end of the year and into the playoffs. But that is not a fair assessment of Matt right. LaFleur's career as a football coach because clearly we know who he had there running the show, and that's a big-time difference maker. And I always like to bring up their passing offense as an example, especially these two first weeks of Josh Dobbs when things were really good, is, is you look back at that Aaron Rodgers-led passing attack back in the day when they were just slinging the ball over the place and could, could get anything done they wanted to, that passing game was not this crazy dynamic um, passing game as far as route concepts. Yes, they had all the route concepts, but it came down to one player making decisions, number 12, in simple route concepts and concepts that they all understood and trusted, and that he just believed it made the decision. And I felt like that's what we were seeing in the first two weeks of Dobbs is simple concepts that we just let him make decisions, quick decisions, I'll be that, and and it was working. And I, I just think there's an argument for, like, more is not always better right. in a lot of cases when it comes down to the NFL because it comes down to more decision-making than it does the plays you actually have. I agree. Dave, that's one of your favorite phrases. Keep it simple, stupid. Maybe sometimes that's what the Vikings and other NFL teams need to do. Go ahead. 100%. Hey, Chad, we were talking about injuries just a second. You know, 10, 15 years ago, Ditka said, if you really want to stop injuries in the NFL, take the face masks off. And I've always thought that's interesting because nobody's going to lead with their face, right? Um, is there a rule or two that when you were playing or even that you see now that you just kind of roll your eyes at and would like removed? 
the, the one for me is, is always going low on the quarterback. Um, anything, you know, it, to me to make a part of the body or a part of a segment of the, 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 uh, the quarterback when he's sitting back in the pocket off limits, when you're dealing with a, a left tackle or a blitz and you have a running back and it's, it's full-blown chaos out there at all times when you're in it and you're playing. And all of a sudden i got to get to a point where I'm coming off of a block, I'm getting chipped by a second guy, I win and I get to the quarterback and I got to consciously have a thought of where am I going to hit this guy? Like that to me is just wild. And then you see it, you know, rather inconsistently called, I might add, um, just to add to that issue to me is just wild. that They made that rule. And again, this hip drop tackle is going to be something like, listen, like my job is to get this dude on the ground and I get paid based off my ability to do that. And if I can't, if I have to do it a certain way, or I get fined twenty, thirty grand, is just nuts as a player. I can hear the anger in that statement. I can hear the passion. Certainly, I want to talk about passion for prep sports because you and I talked about it at the outset. You're busy not just as a dad of prep athletes, plural, but the app, the MN Scorefeed app. Winter is so busy right now. Boys basketball, girls basketball, boys and girls hockey, you name it, it's going. I will fully confess to you, Chad, that. I got home from working two games last night. First place I went was your app to check scores. How busy are you guys keeping up with the schedule? Because I know as an announcer, I sure am. Yeah, you know, it's funny. As the busier we get, the less work we have to do, which is funny. Because as a, as a company, right, this is a fan scoring app. So as, as soon as we continue to spread the word um, across the Northland, in Minnesota, across the Midwest where our app lives, um, you know, the, the work for us gets actually our we just try to make the app better. Like what can we add to this? What tool can we add to it to make it better for the user experience? Um, because if you're sitting there watching a basketball game today, cause you have a high school athlete, like get on the app, MN score feed, it's free, download it, favorite, your top, your, your favorite team. And, you, and maybe your, your cousin's team or your, your niece's team, whatever it is. Um, you can watch the live stream link. You can keep track of scores yourself. You can update all the fans of that game. You mentioned the Albany Duluth Marshall game today, the girls yeah. basketball side, it's a huge matchup in two way hoops. Um, you know, if you're sitting and watching that game live, score that thing on the app, and it makes everybody's experience across the state better. And we all know, like, as much as we love to to win in high school sports, you know, this 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 state is fully connected and supported and supportive of all these great athletes. And uh, the girls' basketball scene is just tremendous in this state. It's it's unbelievable the talent. Um, and I just love watching them compete. I love watching the different levels of abilities and, and uh, see where it all takes these girls because we've seen Minnesota girls are making an impact across the country uh, when they go to the next level, and that's because they cut their teeth here. You know, And that's, it's fun to watch and fun to be a part of. No doubt about that. So you mentioned Albany and Duluth Marshall. That's two versus three using pace setter rankings, of course. But, oh, by the way, number one involves your family, Providence Academy. But I believe that team also has a couple of players, at least one, Heading to Minnesota Duluth next year is that correct? Yeah, we have we have uh, the count the count sisters are at yeah. Minnesota Duluth right now. Okay, so perfect. Grace and Maria are both there. Um, they both had great high school careers. Um, Grace was a multi-time state champ, and and Maria won one. They're both up at UMD playing for the Bulldogs right now and having a nice start to their season. So it's so fun for us to just see these girls go to the next level and have great high school careers and great experiences and then go play for these really impactful programs. UMD is just an unbelievably unbelievable D2 college program and a program that if they jumped up would, would compete all day long. And they're doing it with almost 
you know, the majority of Minnesota girls. And you love to see that when they're recruiting local and those kids are doing well. So right. uh, we'll get out to the UMD games. We're going to come to Duluth and watch a couple games too so we can watch the Count Sisters. And, yeah, there's one Count Sister left. Um, right. Hope she's, she's still uh, – She's a junior for, for Providence. That was and, my way of putting a bug you, in her ear that we can use her up in Duluth, too, because yeah, that family, you, the talent, knows no bounds, man. Yeah, you. Um, it's funny, you know, you bring up the rankings, and they, we can all agree of one thing for sure in sports is preseason rankings are the most useless thing you could possibly have. Unless you're a media um, guy, yes. Yeah, right, exactly. So um, even in our app, I'm like, don't do the rankings, guys, and they kind of joke <laughs> me and laugh. I'm like, well, the people love it. I'm like, okay, whatever, I guess it gets users, but – uh, reality is, is we know how many good two-way basketball teams there are in Minnesota. We're, you know, obviously we can't forget about Crosby, Ironton, the Torrey right. Line gang over there. They're extremely talented. The state tournament team. Um, I know they played Proctor already. Who's got a nice team? Pequot up north has got a great team in two-way. Yeah, Pequot There's is running over people. Teams. They're going to be that good. Yeah, the, the, what are they? The, uh, I forget the name of the the big name up there. There, everybody seems to be from the same family. Um, I was going to say they've got it, they've it, got sisters galore. I think they've got three of them. Yeah, so it's it's just fun, you know to me, you know I'm a small town kid in South Dakota. So when I came over here, and my kids started playing. Like to be a part of this basketball community is tremendous. And if I can do anything to elevate all the girls, obviously love my girls to be able to be in a great spot to to get better and impact their own teams. But um, you know I truly, truly, truly cheer for all these girls because it's so fun to watch. And you know you talk about that, that Albany team. You got a kid going to St. Cloud. You got a kid going to St. Thomas. You got other kids going to play college basketball all in that town of Albany, who is just a basketball crazy town, and a guy that can coach his butt off. And you know they're going to, you know, they got a bunch of seniors that have been preparing for this year, and um, they're going to be a tough out no matter who plays them. So uh, we actually go to Albany here, I think, right before Christmas break. Oh wow! Um, for a road a road game uh, to Albany, that be that should be real fun. <laughs> Easy environment to play there in Albany, I'm sure. Yeah, that might be um, a chaotic gymnasium to say the least. Chad, real quick, I want yeah, to make sure be, I that'll be a fun one. Yeah, no doubt. I want to make sure I touch on everything that you do. You know, that's my mo whenever you come on the show. So here's my <laughs> segue or, or awkward segue for today. So there's a bye week for the Vikings tomorrow. So if you're watching football tomorrow, the easy thing to do would be to kick back, lazy boy, couch, whatever, crack a gray duck, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was doing that last night. What are you talking about? What do you need to wait for tomorrow? There you um, go. Well, you I got to finish the show had, first. Had a, that might be frowned upon, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, well, well, uh, the free, you know, to me, Friday is just the best day of the week. I just, it's right. my favorite day. It always has been. I love it, uh, like most people out there. Um, so Friday night, last night, I went and watched. Uh, we have a bunch of friends that play for the YZ, a uh, high school basketball team, the girls team. We watched them um, play last night and uh, came home, had a, had a nice gray duck, just a gray duck and seltzer, nothing, eat, nothing, nothing crazy smooth put me right to sleep had a nice little sleep woke up now it's football saturday and then tomorrow's football sunday so you know exactly what you got to do go buy your great products there's a bunch of them out there now and and uh, enjoy your day with your friends no doubt chad i think what that told me is i'm just jealous of your weekends i will tell you though that i brought bomba juice to thanksgiving so i i make sure that the family gets to partake as well what's the latest and greatest because last time we had you i think the cold brew was just coming out anything new and exciting yeah. for the holidays we need to know about yeah, it's funny, you know, the uh, the cold brew came out and just actually exploded, and that's, uh, that's actually a product that we're going to be taking to a big scale. We're going to be taking that thing national here really soon, which is going to be very cool. be our first product to make the big time. Um, it's an excellent product. We we have a license agreement with Caribou Coffee to buy their product, and oh, it's nice. a 7% ABV. It's a, it's a great product. It's fun. Uh, very Minnesota, very Minnesotan with the Caribou involved, and then uh, we actually just launched a THC product called Happy Duck, and that's uh, that's something we're <laughs> that's dabbling perfect. in. 
I, uh, I I have not gone down. I've never I've not even tried it yet. But my uh, my partners who uh, do the two THC they love it, and um, so you can go look for that and all the different shops you can purchase that stuff. Um, so yeah, Happy Duck, Gray Duck. We got Nitro. We got the seltzers. We got the vodka. It's like we got a little bit of something for everybody. I was gonna say you got it all. One more time because we're bumping you out with be true, be true to your school. Excuse me, I was having a difficult time. Maybe a little too much Happy Duck in me right now. But one more time as we bump you out with be true to your school. The app, how to get it and how to enjoy it. Yeah, it's the MN Scorefeed app. Uh, you download it for free on your app store that you go buy all your apps from, whatever server you, service you have, and and uh, favorite your team. Once you do that, you can you can live score games. You become a, a super fan of your team. Um, live stream links. You can watch all sorts of games out there. So go grab it. Tell your friends. Uh, show everybody when you're in the stands and and spread the word. We appreciate it. Chad, this is the best. I would talk to you anytime. Like I said, we, we need a prep sports podcast. You and me have a great weekend. Thank you so much again. Thanks, Chad. You bet. Thanks, guys. All right. That's our guy, Chad Greenway. Wow, Dave, what can't we talk about with Mr. Chad Greenway? So much versatility. Well, there is, and he's exposed to so many things, and yet his his passion is football, and yeah, it's been great. So the MN score feed app, trust me, prep sports is super busy, easy place to keep up with it. We do our best to keep you up with it as well. Stick around on the Northland Sports page. We will be right back. No beer, but there's plenty when we talk to Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing. In heaven, there is no beer. Tell you what, I don't want to go there anytime soon then because Hoops Brewing is more like a heaven I can get used to. Some of the best beer in town. Hoops Brewing, one of our best sponsors, Dave Cook. We have several. Welcome back to the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We have no opportunities to bring you this great show without these great sponsors. Absolutely. So let's start with Arola Architecture Studio, the sponsor that's given us the opportunity for these six long years, uh, giving uh, giving you as much Content as we can every Saturday morning. OAR Holdings, Cross Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblement Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road in Proctor and in Two Harbors, downtown here at Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill. Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems, and Mike Regan Christensen Group Insurance. So again, very happy for our great sponsors, especially Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing, because I'll tell you what, Dave Cook, Dave Hoops has missed a couple of shows over the years he's been with us, but it's very rare, and he does whatever he can to make the show regardless of circumstances. We can say you did that today, too. Tell everybody what you're going through, because you and I have a lot of things on our resume that are alike, and people know that. Well, now physically, we have a little too much alike going into today. Yeah, I had uh, meniscus complete meniscus uh, repair it had torn in half and so they did some weird you know magic that surgeons can do right and uh, thank you dr. Thomas by the way for putting it back together and um, yeah I've got the full leg brace and I'm walking in a walker Dave I look like I'm 209 and yeah Brian's probably more mobile and uh, and uh, able to carry more things than I can right now I was gonna say between Dave Cook and his situation me and mine, John Carlson with his new hip. I think the high school hockey 5K needs to be a race as far as the coverage on the Northland fan because it might be something that I would actually win right now. Yes, 100% you'd win. But I'll tell you what's a winning effort. Anytime we get to talk to Dave Hoops, Dave Hoops, you rubbed off on Dave Cook because Dave couldn't miss the show, and you rarely do as well. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning. Um, I hope for a good rehab and quick heal for me, Dave. Of course, you got to make the show. Priority. Yes. 100% priority. Speaking of priorities, beer becomes a holiday priority as well. I feel like we're talking a lot of libations on the show so far today because 
We just had Chad Greenway with his Grey Duck products. Hoops Brewing, this is a great Saturday, but Dave Hoops, I'm just going to say it, next Saturday is going to be my favorite of the calendar year. Uh, yeah, mine too. I think it's, uh, the artwork's all taken care of for this year's uh, Christmas crawlers. And um, yeah, next Saturday is the date, and the beer is beautifully red and smelling a bit like cherry pie. And uh, can't wait to release it. That is great to hear, Dave Oops. Your cell phone's giving us a little more terrorism than usual today, but we can work through it. Speaking of a little more terrorism than usual, a couple of weeks ago, the Vikings were a team that seemingly could do no wrong. A couple of weeks later, they're a team that can seemingly do nothing right in the clutch. You are the positivity that I always need. It's a bye week, so nothing to worry about this week. But as far as playoff possibilities, you still like this team, don't you? Yeah, I hope that this is a better connection now. But It's a little robotic, um, but we'll stick I, with it. We'll let you know. Keep talking to us. Okay. And yeah, I very much like this team. We're, we're definitely um, staunchly in, in the wild card spot that Seattle lost in Kirk. And uh, I think I agree with Greenway in that uh, they're probably going to try Dobbs to see how he clicks with JJ. But, you know, the kid was playing well before he went out and uh, Hall, I mean, and, and I, I don't really think that uh, the sky is falling at all. Uh, we lost two games by two, three points. And, you know, it could have gone either way every time. It's still very much for grabs. And then the two Detroit games coming uh, this week, I think they may lose to New Orleans. Uh, you know, it's far from over. It is going to be interesting to see who does what. It's one of those weeks that you can literally scoreboard watch. I'll confess as a Vikings fan, I do it all the time anyway. <laughs> Look at you uh, admitting to following Green Bay games. That's right, awesome. Right. Cheering for whoever they play. I have yes, two favorite 100%. teams. Two favorite teams every week. One of them is off, and the other one this week happens to be the Chiefs. It's whoever <laughs> the Packers play. So, Dave, I do have a couple of questions I've been holding on for you here. Um and, and one of them has to do with our conversation last week with Vincey. Um, and I asked Vincey last week, when when does a quarterback become the guy? And I want to know from your point of view with Josh Dobbs. We have seen Josh Dobbs the guy when he was early and, and winning, uh, you know, practically making plays out of thin air. And we've seen Josh Dobbs just a guy like last week when when things didn't quite work out correct. Which Josh Dobbs is it? Is it is he going to be going forward? Is he going to be the guy, the head or the the lead quarterback for the Vikes, or is he just going to be a guy that we look back in ten years and say, "Boy, that Atlanta game was fun." That's a great question, Dave. Uh, you know, I think that our reaction was like that Christmas gift that you open and uh, your eyes light up and you just can't believe that you got what you really wanted, and then it kind of breaks or it's it needs a little TLC and batteries not included yeah 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 exactly but then you get it up and running you're quite happy with it and um you know you could argue he's been on all these teams for a reason but he's bright and he's mobile and um he was gonna have a bad game we all knew this um I'm willing to see the guy I think Kirk Cousins is the guy but um for the rest of this year I think that he'll just play himself out of it position if he continues to perform you know again this next game probably would uh, would end that but say my guy how's that Dave that works out pretty good Brian what do you think I was gonna say I like that theory but I want to ask Dave Hoops a question that I asked Chad Greenway because Chad said it was too difficult to answer and I don't know if that's because he knows too much about the game of football 
or if it's towing the company line as being a former Viking. But I want to ask this. Josh Dobbs succeeded early, and Chad brought it up when Kevin O'Connell kept it simple. Does Kevin O'Connell need to make more adjustments than maybe Josh Dobbs does? Everybody says, you know, Dobbs has got to be better. Does a coach like KOC need to remember to put him in spots to be better, and has he not been doing that in the two games they lost? Absolutely. I think Kevin said that himself. Um, he needs to bring this down. He needs to see how he gels with JJ and see how the coverage works. Um, I, I really do believe that it'd be much more simple, and it's going to be the same thing if Hall has to be brought in. And, and you know, maybe he got a little bit ahead of themselves because he overperformed in those first few games. I would agree with that. Speaking of overperforming, I feel like every business in Canal Park has the opportunity to do that this weekend because the Winter Village is going on. Bentleyville is going on. UMD Hockey is home. They won a game last night. They got an early start tonight. Hoops Brewing is just going to salivate over all of this spirit of Duluth is in town. Usually, again, you don't think of kids with a brewery, but in your case, you do. Oh, it's going to be great. You know, just the, just at noon, we uh, go to the Maker's Market, and today I think we've got maybe 13 vendors really busy in there. And one of the things that I just love so much, and I want to plug just a second, but I think we have three teams coming in today. It's the Spirit of the North. It's one of the biggest hockey tournaments in, in northern Minnesota, in the country. And um, we'll have teams around all afternoon. And you guys might have mentioned it, but December 23rd, Duluth East Alumni Game. Yeah. Five, 10.30 a.m. I'll be there. Be square. I get to watch my boy play for the first time in a while with a bunch of East legends. Yeah. Uh, I really want to uh, encourage folks to go there. That. that makes me almost want to do the show from that game because that afternoon we're actually doing the varsity game Duluth East in Moundsview. It might be fun to do NSP from Heritage and check out the alumni game as well. That actually might be a lot of fun. I put it on the books, Brian. I was going to say, we can see if we can make that happen. Or Dave Hoops, talk about an on-air production meeting. We had been pondering maybe the last Saturday of the calendar year, which is the 30th. We're long overdue for an appearance in the brewery. That would be Vikings Packer Eve as well. It's booked. You just uh, say the word. You're welcome, and we'd love it. All right. Those are the kind of responses I love, and that's the kind of good work they do with you at Hoops Brewing. I talked about Cherry Ale without question, and that's next Saturday. I'm just going to spoiler alert for you. I'm going to bump you in with Andy Williams' most wonderful time of the year next Saturday because, for me, it's going to be. I'll do the show. We got a hockey game at Heritage that day, too, and then I 100% will be at Hoops Brewing either to buy you out of said product or to sit and have several of said product. Or both. But talk to me a little bit about what's what's there now. I know I'm counting down for a week, but there's some good stuff there right now as well. There is. We, we have, uh, I don't know, 23 different beers on tap, including the very popular Blueberry Pale Ale, which is the segue to Cherry. Uh, we just released our Pilsner, which is a classic drinker, very big hit. Um, I mentioned that smoked heifer is coming out and it's, you know, cold and it's a really warming uh, brew. And of course, the driveway beer continues to be a, a huge hit with people's memory of, you know, time spent when it was with Philly. Um, and in general, we also have this huge lineup of NA products that, you know, said kids are coming in and uh, we are extremely family friendly and proud to be so. Absolutely. So Dave Cook has had an adventurous week with the surgical procedure and probably hasn't had as much time to do his life-altering questions as he normally does. So I'm going to go ahead and give you one, and, and the three of us can participate. And I'll tell you what, if you don't want to choose one that's personal, 
You can choose one that affected your favorite athlete or favorite team. But with Dave's new physical scenario, I've been joking with him that he's got a new respect for how I go through life, but that's not what I was after here. But I do want to ask, what's the most difficult injury that you've had to overcome? And it can be personal, or you can have a sports hero that got hurt that that just stuck with you. Um, There's been a few, but I'll go personal. Um, When I was back in college, I was working my way through by working on the fishing boats up in Alaska, which is not like on dangerous catch, trust me. And um, I tore my arm out really bad. Uh, You know, I dislocated it. And um, that's not that bad to come back from, but I was expected to be on the deck fishing every day. And, um, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to an athlete in that case, but I was playing hurt pretty badly to the point where eventually I had to be airlift in a helicopter time in my life in order to get some repairs done. And um, I was the laughing stock of the crew for, you know, the rest of the crews, so to speak. But, but that was difficult. That's my story. Yeah, that's a tough one for sure. Dave Cook, you've got a difficult time right now, but I have to imagine that doesn't compare to what perhaps physically you're most noted for having overcome. Physically and mentally and emotionally. Um, When I went to a certain local hospital um, for a neck repair, and uh, they were going to fuse my neck, Brian, and on the way in they cut both of my vocal cords. And not being able to speak for a year, not being able to speak for a year was for a guy that all he does is talk for a living. Right. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, But then when it was put back together and they said, hey, Dave, your voice is plastic. Just go tear it up now. I've been able to talk nonstop ever since. I was going to say, you've brought the heat vocally every time you can. For me, it's kind of similar to you because it does involve the neck and it does involve the upper body because I've got lower body issues since birth that I don't know any different. So people ask, you know, do you wish you had it differently? Maybe. Sometimes I'd wish the good I'd wish the good parking was with me no matter what. And I've, there are certain things that I've adapted to with my circumstances that not knowing any better, maybe I wouldn't want to let go of. But part of my life, too, is very dependent on upper body strength. And I get pinched nerves in my neck like it's a hobby. Newsflash, it isn't. My chiropractor becomes my best friend because if my upper body can't compensate for everything else, there's not a lot of purpose that I serve without question. So that's been the toughest for me. But I'll tell you what, a purpose that Hoops Brewing serves is great service, great product throughout Canal Park. Talk again about if you're in the area today and just about everybody seems like they're going to be for some reason, great reasons to stop by include what, Dave Hoops? Well, you know, everything you just mentioned, the uh, the, the thing down at the deck, the Christmas Village is huge. And then you mentioned the early UMD game, which is great. Come early, come often. And then everybody that attends the game brings sub in and you it's good reason alone to come visit and enjoy this nice weather we're not going to have it forever all right dave oops we appreciate you your cell phone didn't love us today but we love you no matter what and we got through it we'll do it again next saturday have a great weekend my friend yeah i'm sorry about that you thanks for having me Hey, no problem. Technology is what it is. We love it at times. We hate it at times, but we love Dave Hoops every time. When we come back, a coach said goodbye at the prep level this week. We'll say hello to him when segment three of our one starts. It's the Northland Sports page. Stick around. We'll be right back. A little Motley crew kickstart my heart. I've always thought that would be the perfect soccer intro song for just about every team out there. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, we are the team that makes up the Northland Sports page, but we've got several teammates 
they are known as our great sponsors. Absolutely. And let's let's uh, highlight the one that just left, Dave Hoops, uh, owner of Hoops Brewery. And again, they are cranking this weekend with all the stuff going on downtown. My niece went to Bentleyville for the first time last night. Nice. Brian. What'd you think? She looked out of our out of our deck yesterday night when they got back, and she was pointing and said, "That was so much fun. Look at that." And then she pointed at Superior, and she says, "Look at that beautiful city too." And I thought Brian would love to be here right now. She loved uh, she loved Bentleyville, and I think if you're heading down to Bentleyville today, uh, take a little bit of time, head over to Hoops. And uh, get some libation as well. I was going to say, you may have to take some time because if you're heading down there today, so is everybody else. Yep, so enjoy well, the crowds down there. That's right. That's right. OAR Holdings, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road, in Proctor and in Two Harbors, Blackwater right down here downtown, and Tavern on the Hill, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, and Arola Architecture Studio. Absolutely, the OG. So we talked a little bit about Kickstart My Heart being the perfect soccer intro song. Dave, you and I get to dabble in soccer announcing, and we don't do a lot of it, but we've gotten to enjoy it over the years. And we've said one of the primary reasons for that is there are people we love in the sport and people that motivate us to you know, give that energy to the game of soccer, whether it fits or not at times, to be honest. But people that get you to love the sport, that's kind of fun when that happens. Well, it is. And when they bring you down to field level, Brian, soccer is a different game at field level than it is sitting, you know, 35 feet above the field in the, in the booth. So getting to learn it that way and then going up to the booth really has been a plus for me. So one of the people that certainly got me into the game of soccer and I think enjoyed what I can bring energetically to a game that sometimes doesn't have it, is Corey Bashan now former coach at Duluth East. He announced his stepping down earlier this week, but I asked him if he could step up to the mic and talk a little bit about stepping down. He's with us right now. Corey Bashan, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are we doing? How does it feel to have that announcement out of the way? Well, it's it was tough. It's really tough. It's hard to it's hard to step down when you still love the game as much as I do, but it was uh just time to start uh doing some other things. Well, so I want to start there because it is difficult, and I know you do love the game, and the kids love you, and you know there are kids that graduate that are leaving with you per se, but there are younger kids that won't have you coaching them anymore. How did you know, from a personal standpoint, the time is right now? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can even answer that. I don't know that it is the right time. I just feel like what's going on in my personal life with um, all the time that I give to to this game that I love. Um, it was just time to just step up my personal game with my personal life. So I think that it just, um, it just kind of felt right, even though it, I don't know that it's truly sunk in. And I don't know if it really will. I was going to say maybe August when everybody else is in the practice <laughs> yeah. pitch and you haven't, it'll feel a little bit different, yeah, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's a lot of good kids still there and, and it's a heck of a program. They treated me well and, uh, I'm really going to miss it. I'm hoping that, you know, we're still going to put on a camp every year. So I'll still get a little taste, but uh, yeah, it, it was definitely not an easy decision. No question about that. So you talked about stepping up in your personal life. And it's funny because I look at the phrase stepping up and I feel like that's what you did to every program that you ended up touching because you go to Duluth <laughs> Marshall and their program elevates at UWS. Their program is elevated to a great level where you brought Duluth East from their standpoint of success has been huge. What is it about your style or what is it about your knowledge of the game that can take something that might be pretty good and make it great? Because that seems synonymous with what you've done. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, it's just being true to the kids and you're not blowing smoke. You know, you just, uh, you just are, you're there for every part and every step that the kid needs from the first touch of the ball to the consoling of the loss. That was tough because they gave everything they could. And I think a lot of coaches get lost in just um, the big picture and not all the small pitchers that go to the big picture. So I think that, you know, for me, I've always just been no nonsense and, you know, just right in front of the kid. There's, you know, sometimes you go nose to nose and, and the next thing you know, the kid's giving you a hug because he, you know, he just go went to war for you. You know, it's just, I think my style is just so old school that a lot of the newer coaches haven't uh, really got to there yet in their careers. Coach, that was a great answer and leads kind of right into what I was going to ask you. And that is, last week we talked a little bit about coaches versus players and, and what's most important at the pro level. And we talked about it with Jim Harbaugh at the college level. In, in high school, though, it's got to be much more uh, – success has to be much more rooted in uh, the coach, don't you think? And I was going to ask you flat out, old school versus, versus new school, what works better? Well, I mean, for me, the old school has always worked better just because the kids know that, you know, I have certain rules or I had certain rules with my program. And if those rules got uh, bent at all while I was there, that, you know, there was consequences to it. And when you make those kids really understand the consequence from day one and a coach can stick to his guns, your your program will succeed. And I've been very lucky. I've had a couple, couple over the years that have tested me, but at the end of the day, you know, um, I think I, I went on the top end of that. So I think the younger coaches, if I had to say anything to the younger coaches is just be, just be not just a hard coach, but you got to be a caring coach. So there's, but you can't just be a caring coach or you just can't be a hard coach. It has to be the whole picture. And, and that's what's hard for a lot of the young coaches because they are taking different paths and they usually aren't taking the whole picture. I think that's well said coaches. You leave the game and you look at it, now from afar, even though it may not sink in that it's from afar until next fall, do you marvel yeah. at the growth of the game? Now, I know grow the beautiful game is kind of a soccer catchphrase, but soccer has yeah. always been big, but maybe not to the level it's been over the last five years. I mean, you look at the talent Denfeld has, the talent East has, the talent Superior has, the talent Marshall has. I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, but, you know, we just talked with Chad Greenway about girls basketball in Minnesota becoming a big deal. Feels like soccer already is. Well, I, I definitely think it is. I mean, it has such a great um, feeder program all over the world. And, you know, our our little neck of the woods up here has just been getting stronger and stronger with um, good programs. The kids are touching the ball a lot more, you know, throughout the year. There's some indoor facilities now. And, you know, that's that's helpful. And there's some there are some really good people out there that make this game what it is. And then these kids you know, these kids just fall in love with it because it's not, you don't have to be the biggest kid. You don't have to be the fastest kid. You know, it's a sport that fits kind of anyone, which is really, uh, really what makes a sport great. I would agree with that. Then the passion that the kids have kind of spills over into the fans as well. Granted, you talk, you know, international soccer, you talk about MLS soccer, the fans are crazy, but I feel like the energy level is lifted at the prep level as well. You got a guy in your PA announcer and me that's yelling and screaming and soccer's not used to that, but <laughs> but I feel like the fans are too. It's it's a good atmosphere. Yeah, it's great atmosphere, and, uh, and that's the thing that's going to be so hard to step away from is just knowing the work you put into when it comes to game day and you stand on the field and uh, you know you're not going to be there anymore. It's it's um, it's really hard to 
as a coach when you're, you know, you know, you can still be there and you know, you can still give a lot, but um, missing that whole, what you work so hard for. And then when you, when you get to that point and you're stepping on the field and ready to, ready to um, go to war, it's, it's just, that's going to be the part for me. That's really hard to miss. I'm going to really miss that. I would agree with that. I think you're probably going to miss trips to U.S. Bank Stadium as well because a couple of memorable <laughs> yeah. ones there, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Uh, we should have had a couple titles. There's no doubt about it. I've had some great great teams over the past few years, and, and just, I don't know, that Stillwater one still haunts me. But, um, you know, it's it's just, I mean, the East is due. They got to, you know, if they continue on with the hard the hard games and playing the, the teams that are that are at our level, and they continue to do that, you know, all season. They're gonna they're gonna be there again, and hopefully this time they can hold the trophy. I hope you're right. We're talking to now former. I got to get used to that former Duluthian soccer coach Corey <laughs> yeah, Bashan. Corey's yeah. got to get used to it too. You talked about what yeah, you would kidding. say to younger coaches. What about to whomever replaces you at Duluthian? Because if Will Smith sticks around, what yeah. do you tell him besides get this kid the ball? Because he's still pretty young and he's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a heck of a talent. Um, you know, there's a lot to learn still, but at the end of the day, he he is a kid that you can, you know, uh put a lot of put a lot of faith in. Um, you know, you just tell the coaches to let them kind of find their way and it doesn't have to be so programmed. You know, let kids play the game the way that is comfortable for them and then you make adjustments and good coaches have to just continue to do that where some of these younger coaches get stuck with a system and that system doesn't, you know, give compliments to these some of these players that have uh, a different way of playing, and you want to be able to just tweak your team and try to get everybody to fit so you get the most out of each player. I agree with you. So we talked about things that you're going to miss. I just have to ask, are you going to miss the rivalry with Scott Anderson? Because prep sports up here <laughs> is just better when East and Denfeld are both good in a particular sport. Yeah. Well, for the past several years, East and Denfeld games have been, you know, can't miss type soccer. Right, right. I think right, we're going to miss right, that yeah. just because the really, I mean, Scott's such a wonderful guy anyway. You know, yes. he's got East in his blood as well. So the rivalry has different chapters. So it's just something that I think has to be missed. Well, of course. I mean, anytime you get in a big game that's local, you know, and, and look at what, how far, just Scott is fantastic. And I love playing against him and coaching with him at the all-star game and, and just through the years, um, you know, he, he's fantastic. And the program, you know, is on a build year this year. But um, look at Coke A and look at how good they've been, you know, lately. And, you know, it's like the local teams and, and start fill stands and get these kids to play against some really good opponents. It really doesn't matter if you're single, double, or triple A at this point when it's a local team and everybody's out to get each other and and give the best game they can on the pitch and, you know, it's going to, that definitely is going to be missed. Absolutely. How about the success stories of getting a kid to a next level? Because we talk about local prep teams, but local college teams here are pretty good too, whether it's led by Barry Chasty, led by Dave Riles, led by Greg Kane. Kids can stay in Duluth and go to that next level and play for pretty darn good organizations. Absolutely. I mean, again, you know, I think now that um, we've had so much success over the last few years with this game just and continuing to grow and going in the right direction, I mean, going to the next level, getting to that college that these kids, if it's local or away, but getting to that local flavor now, I mean, we're competing all over the place and the games just continue to stay stay great. Absolutely. So, Corey Bashan, we talked about all these things that you're going to miss. I have to say that I'm going to miss you because you taught me to learn Thank about you. soccer and want to learn. Thank you so much for your <laughs> Thank time. You. 
Well, thank you so much for all the great announcements. I am going to miss it. And I know your playlist is the best that there is out there. So, I mean, um, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. I appreciate it. Corey Bashan giving me some love. I'll give it right back. That's our number one of the Northland Sports page. Stick around. We will. We'll be right back.